welcome to We're Starting the podcast with information about important reality TV shows that you probably never knew that you needed to care about, but now you care about because you care about us. I'm Lana Williams. And I'm Cassandra Corey. And we are two former coworkers, now friends, now friends, who are obsessed with the housewives, obsessed with housewives, obsessed with pop culture, obsessed with just like reality trash television and obsessed with queer culture, I would say. Yeah. And And we're a lot of fun. We're hilarious. And we used to do these Instagram lives. Yeah. We did these Instagram lives during the middle of the pandemic because of the binder during last year's Real Housewives of Potomac reunion. Y'all wanted more of this. And by y'all, like the three people who watched us religiously. So now we're doing a podcast because everybody deserves to hear how great we are. And because it's winter again and we don't want to have to drive that far. Yeah, we've got nothing else to do and we live down the street from each other. So (laughs) that's why we do these, to be honest. So this week we're covering um, Real Housewives of Potomac and Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um, But I think in the subsequent weeks, we will also be talking about the new reality television show starring lesbians from Tampa Bay. It's it's like a reality show was built for me. I cannot wait to jump in. So we'll be discussing that. And then once um, Housewives All-Stars premieres, we'll talk about that too. Yes. All right. Should we get started? Yeah. All right. Are you ready to go to Salt Lake? I'm ready. Do you want me to just come in hot? I've got like a really hot take right I'm, off the cuff. I'm excited. Please, please, please. Meredith set up Jen, and I will go to my grave saying Meredith set up Jen. Think about how we started this episode. Meredith is talking about planning this trip. It just so happens that her family can't go. And then rewind or fast forward through the episode. She's not there when they're leaving to go to the trip. Why isn't she there? Because she knew the cops were going to be in the parking lot of Beauty Lab and Laser. Okay. I'm receiving it. Okay. I'm open to this idea. I find Meredith obnoxious. I would love to paint her as this villain. And it, like, really plays with her shoulder pads. Like, I feel like that's... She, like, gives villain, like, shapes in her body. Yeah, like a fucking Pixar. Right. So I want to believe the worst in her. And I love Jen Shaw. No matter what she did, I love Jen Shaw. Shaw squad. But like, it was weird. And it was some weird reason. Yeah, it was like her dad was doing... Her dad like had another funeral or something. Yeah, it was weird. It wasn't like a real thing. It wasn't a real reason. Yeah. And I feel like she just wanted to completely wash her hands of the entire situation. Because at the beginning of the episode... She said to Heather, oh, well, you can invite Jen. Mm-hmm. So it's like she wanted nothing yeah. to do with this. She wanted to make sure her hands were squeaky clean. And last week she was on Watch What Happens Live. And of course she like did the coy, like, I'll never tell. Bitch, you did it. You fucking did it. She did it. You're right. Now that I have the full story, she did it. Okay, let's go back to the beginning of the episode. Heather, Mormon hierarchy. Fucking wild. Wild. I had no idea. Me neither. But I will say it's sim. I was raised a Jehovah's Witness and it's similar. Really? Okay, so I'm like, there's no fucking hope for me. (laughs) I mean, whatever's in the great beyond, aka just another cycle of this. True. Um, But. When she was talking about, like, the different levels, I didn't know that, like, there's not a hell. So she's just in the lower level of heaven? But I think it's... Or is that, like, like hell? Abyssy. Abyssy? Yeah. (laughs) Like the great abyss. Abyssy. 
Yeah, that could be it. It could definitely be it. I don't know. I don't know, bro. But like the fact that like Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> is gonna be in like a chiller version of hell or like a cooler version of heaven, like than Heather. Right, but when you think about it, when people build, this is so off the topic, but when people build religions with weird, hard rules that they want people to follow, the way they get them to follow that is to think that literally the worst thing that you can fucking do, the Fear, way to see yeah. your, your worst possible eternal fate, the lowest of the low, is just that you have to leave this religion. If you leave us, then like, there's no hope for you. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're Sorry, right. That got deep, but whew. But like the spin-off of that conversation was like with her niece. Mm -hmm. I loved that conversation. And like her niece's precious little husband, who was talking about, okay, if our religion is this, that, and the third, why can't black people be priests? I know. Why can't like and then she said the church based on like the teachings should be fighting for social change and leading social change. And my little activist heart exploded. I like, I'm getting ready to cry thinking about it. <laughs> I loved it too. I really, I thought it was just such, it was like this part of the show that wasn't necessarily the best like TV on paper and they left it in and it was so beautiful. Like it just felt like such a lovely moment. And I could feel that Heather like, really wanted to make sure that moment was on tv like it was really sweet i loved it loved it loved it i'm obsessed everybody should have people like that absolutely i like it was just it was so sweet and beautiful and good on that girl that girl and her little husband i don't remember their I names know. but like bless them for just being like yeah i'm gonna talk about this yeah and it's fucking scary to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it. And I loved that. Also, I loved how they did <clears throat> talk about racism a little bit in that conversation, which seemed normal and organic. Yeah. Take notes, Real Housewives of New York. Like, not forcing a Black woman in there to take you on the Black history tour of America. That's neither here nor there. We won't get into that. But, like... That was like, yes, white people need to be having these conversations and this precious little white family is gonna have this conversation and they're gonna be better for it. It was great. I think I love Heather now. <laughs> Yay! I do, I feel like it was really, it was nice. When I think about her story and her as a person, I do very much like her. I just sometimes think she's annoying, but fair. That's, we're all fucking annoying, so. Fair. I mean, she has cousins with Whitney. It's true. So, although, oh my gosh, did you see Lisa on Watch What Happens Live? I didn't. She doubled down on this, like Whitney and what's her face are inbred cousins, <laughs> inbred polygamous cousins, and I loved it. Like I love, <laughs> I love that she just went on Watch What Happens Live and doubled down on it. I thought it was such a power move, and she looked fabulous. Of course, she did. She's Lisa Barlow. I know. Um, the foreshadowing of Jen Shaw and Stu. <laughs> and that was like an abrupt pivot, but like. It took my breath away. It was. It was jarring. It was. And then you think about the fact that this is really probably the last time they hung out and now they can't communicate. Yeah. And it was so like genuine and sweet and quirky and charming. And I just felt like so brokenhearted for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was, it was like wild that that was their last moment together. And yeah. we saw it. <sighs> they have done groundbreaking work this season. I hope they're getting an Emmy. Like, I mean, <laughs> The investigative journalism that has happened on The Real Housewives of Utah, of Salt Lake City, is beautifully done. I mean, Miriam Cosby should get Best Actress. That Italian accent <laughs> was perfect. It was perfect. 
like, okay, Lady Gaga and House of Gucci. <laughs> Miriam Cosby, standing ovation. I mean, Lisa. <laughs> it was the wildest thing. It was just, it seemed impossible <laughs> that anyone could ever have such a bad Italian accent. Lady Gaga does. I know, but this this was bad. I mean, this, this, <laughs> this didn't even have like moments of breath and moments where you could like cringe, you know, oh, they like said this one word so weird. It's just very bad. And it was very strange. It didn't make sense. The whole thing made no sense. And changing the names. But she didn't. She, she did. only changed her name and she changed Heather's name. Right. To Erica. <laughs> Heather, Heather just went along with it. That was a great little moment. And she said, Oh, yeah, my name doesn't translate. Like, she just said it like it was a normal thing to do. I loved it. I loved that moment. Okay, like, look, I don't know that many Italians, actual Italians. I know plenty of Italian Americans. Yeah. But I don't feel like Erica is like a poppin' name over in Italy. To all of our Italian <laughs> listeners, if y'all know an Erica, born and raised in Italy, still in Italy, let us know. Tag us. Add us. Add us. <laughs> oh my god. But okay, so we're in this cooking class. Miriam Cosby's cooking class. She sends two different invitations. <laughs> We got an Italian streetwear invitation. And then Whitney, because she did not respond, got the slutty mafia invitation. I mean, the pettiest of petty, petty, petties. First of all, the images on the invitation <laughs> were just everything to me. And then Whitney looking at those images and being like, oh, I have this in my house, but I'm still not going to wear it. Right. I just, I love it so much. I love Mary's joke. She was like, this is a joke. You missed the joke. Right. It's, I find Mary so disturbing <laughs> that I know it's because she's, trying to control Whitney. Yes. In a way that's really abusive and manipulative and very cult leadery, Which is what she's good at. Right. And so I find it just so, and I don't, I don't like Whitney, but like it felt fucking horrible when she got up and was, she really has defended Miriam Cosby. Mary, I love you. <laughs> So I love you. But I think Whitney meant it. Yeah, she did. That was like, and when has Whitney cried? I know. Like, have we ever seen Whitney cry? No, but she's out there crying because Mary called her a little girl. <laughs> you may leave, little girl. Little girl. <laughs> she was like Mrs. Hannigan. <laughs> Not Mrs. Hannigan. <laughs> it, was, it was odd. Whitney is a little orphan Annie. Makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. It's perfect. The perfect reference. But the Italian streetwear. Jen showing up on a moped <laughs> with the Italian flag draped around her. Bellissima. It's so good. I loved it. With a beret. With a beret. But like berets are not Italian. <laughs> Hence the name. <laughs> but she did it anyway and we love her for it. I loved it. I I just thought this is perfect. And I can't quite remember how her and Mary are just fine again. But I love it. It's so benign and like they're kind of like we're both we both have work to do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know what that is. Yeah. But I guess it's, I'm fine with it. Like, I I am enjoying them together, absolutely. Yeah. Meredith, once again, talking out of the side of her mouth. I was off the party. <laughs> like, I just, I can't even do it because yeah. it's just so bad. But, like, her bringing up Mary's 
dead friend, the the guy from the party or whatever. Yeah, and like now Kim. he's dead. Her like bringing that up to Whitney, I'm like, ugh, Meredith, you're fucking messy. Mm-hmm. Because that's gonna explode, and I can't wait for it to happen. Right. So I feel like that's gonna be part of it, where they're gonna be like, you set up Mary, you set up Jen. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you're right. Meredith, greatest villain of all housewives. That's not true. Maybe. It might be. I mean, if she set Jen up, that's really. Yeah. Vicky Gumbelson never did that. Yeah. Tamra Barney never did that. I can't think of any other villains. I can only think of villains from Orange County. <laughs> Erica Jane. Erica Jane. Vanderpump. Yeah. They never like, they just sold shit to tabloids. Well, Erica Jane might be responsible for like orphans and victims. Not yeah. Having I think she's probably the worst. She, yeah. She's the worst. She's the worst. Okay. Speaking of villains, speaking of arrests <sighs> and stealing, the chilling scene outside of Beauty Lab and Laser in the 15-minute Botox parking spot. <laughs> I lost my breath as it was happening. I was so excited. Like, I got us in that parking lot, and I was like, this is a moment I've been waiting for for a year. I really felt a, a physical thrill and feeling, and again, just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is more thrilling than being on that first call when people were not muting themselves <laughs> and the judge being like, excuse me? Um, free Jen. Free Jen. Free Jen. I... Don't think she's in as much trouble as everybody thinks she's in. I don't think so either. Like, there were four cops in a minivan. And they made it seem like the entire SWAT team showed up. Right. And it was, like, one guy from NYPD, that bitch from Homeland Security, and then, like, Dog the Bounty Hunter and somebody else. Yeah. Who rolled up in a Dodge Caravan. Yes. Like, I was so confused by this hodgepodge of law enforcement quote unquote and like why would homeland security be involved i have a really hot problematic take okay go i think that homeland security was involved because she's muslim this is not a terrorist situation when else is homeland security going to be involved homeland security was only founded after 9 11 because of terrorists is Jen Shaw a terrorist? No, of no. course not. Nope. But we live in America. Racist ass. America. <laughs> wow. That is a hot take. I'm just saying. Like, do you do you know like a Homeland Security person who's been involved in just like scamming old people? Like Homeland Security, it's like you're defending yeah. the homeland from outside forces Mm -hmm. but like don't quote me on that because i truly don't know what homeland security does we're gonna google homeland security and next week we will for sure we will remember to well we're gonna be watching the rest of this play out so we will remember where was the fbi where was the fbi i think that's their job this feels very in the fbi zone right yeah it's odd Like, the FBI should always be involved in shit like that. Mm -hmm. Especially when it's between states. Right. That does feel like the job of the FBI. You're right. I watch TV. I know these things. I know. I do too, yeah. (laughs) I watch a lot of shows on the CIA, the whatever, FBI, all the things. I just, like, I have a lot of outstanding questions for the law enforcement in this situation. I hope Jen's lawyers are on it. Okay, I, I think they are, and I think she's going to be fine. I think she's going to get through this, and we'll see her next season. I think so, too. I'm just really excited for her to her and Stu to be reunited. Yeah. Would you have made up a lie about your husband, knowing no. that was happening? I wouldn't either. I thought it was... That was dirty. 
Yeah, I think maybe it was the first thing she could think of or yeah. whatever somebody said on the phone to her. I could see that maybe she was in shock. Yeah. And somebody said it on the phone to her and she was just like repeating it. Was him. it. He was the one who tipped her off. Oh. He tipped her off because the FBI showed up at their house. So that's where the FBI was. Okay. So... But I don't know why she would, like, say. You knew something was up when she called him Sharif Sr. Yeah. Like, when has she ever called him anything but coach? That's why I think somebody literally said to her. Your husband. But, but okay, he said to her, tell them that Sharif Sr. is in the hospital. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she was, like, in complete shock because I would certainly be in shock if somebody called me and said I had to flee because the FBI was coming for me. Granted, I'm not committing any FBI level crimes, so I feel like that would be weird. Right. But I would be shocked. And I feel like she was just in shock and just repeating it like a robot. Like, you know what I mean? Her yes. brain was in fight yes. or flight. Yes. Yes. Like yes. a trauma yes. response. Yes. I was thinking, like, because, like, Whitney immediately knew something up. Yeah. Because when she said Sharif Sr., Whitney said, your <laughs> husband? <laughs> but then, God bless Whitney, sending her off with a box of wheat thins. <laughs> I loved that. To go to her eternally bleeding husband. <laughs> take a snack, please. Take a snack. <laughs> snack. Such a mom move. I love it. Are you hungry? Pack a snack. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen next week. I don't know. We have to talk about Lisa Barlow on that bus because she gave us some beautiful moments as she's calling Stu and Heather says, should I call Jen? Should I call Jen? And Lisa says, I wouldn't. (laughs) It was was like so good. Like, obviously you should not call Jen. I completely missed that. But yeah. Don't call Jen. <laughs> I thought it was a beautiful moment. Like, all while her tequila is sitting right next to her. It was a beautiful scene. Product placement. But she's good Lisa at it. Barlow, she she's knows what she's doing. But, oh, my God. I can't wait for next week. I cannot wait for next week. Is it time to start Potomac? I think so. I'm so excited. I, if you will recall, the thing that brought us to our first live was the Potomac reunion last year. So it's pretty fitting that we start this way. I, it was just, it was excellent television. My most recurring theme is that I hate Candace so much. Like y'all can tag her, I don't care. I, I cannot. She'll ruin our lives. <laughs> like she's been responsible for like deaths. <laughs> She might. She has actually. Like literally. Please don't tag her. I'm scared. Okay, you're right. Maybe don't tag her. But still, between us. Fucking candy ass. First of all, when Andy talked to her about the things that she said over the course of the season, and she referred to it as Jonin. I about lost my goddamn mind. And then she had to explain to Andy what Jonin was, is. And like, let's talk about Jonin. Jonin is just like, what are those? Like, Jonin is calling someone trifling, calling someone a Bama. Is that what Candace, like, Candace, I don't think I don't know where she's from, first of all. I don't think she's from this area. I don't know where she's from. Cause she I think she like likes to claim DC and like claim DC slang. And I remember one time Washingtonian probs blew her ass up because she referred to um Joan as John, which is like a Philly thing. Like Philly says, mm-hmm. like, bring me that John. But, like, here is Joe. Like, bring me that Joe. Yeah. And she was just, like, she confused both of them. And I'm like, hmm, where are you actually from? Probably, like, Virginia. Probably Virginia. That sounds right. But she was not Joan in. 
she was mean, nasty, and despicable. It was really, it's actually hard to watch someone be so terrible. Talk about villain. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's so vicious. Like, to hear that, and you say it one time, oh, your mother, like, whatever. That's fine, right? But then you know the story, and you don't apologize, but then you do apologize, but then you cry about yourself, and then you just come back again and again and again. Like, she deserves bad things because she puts bad things out to people. She just goes for the jugular. It's so vicious. And, like, it's so the ego. When she said that thing about, oh, everybody does it, and I just get the most hate because I'm the best at it. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's not the game here. The game is to, like, whatever, you talk some shit about Giselle's clothes. Cool, right? Like, that's fun. That's funny. Like, Karen talks about Giselle's vagina all the time. Cool, 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 right? I'm like, come for me as surgeries. Come for me as whatever. But, like, you can't come for her mother like that. And then you keep poking somebody in their most, like, vulnerable spot. It's fucking nasty. It's gross. It is absolutely foul. And for her to sit there and say that she's the best at it, you're not. Like, you're not making any of us laugh. Like, none of us are laughing with you. Right. Like, your jokes aren't funny. Your jokes aren't landing. Like, telling a woman post-birth. Mm-hmm. What is it called? Postpartum. Postpartum. For some reason, I was thinking PTSD, and I was like, that's not right either. (laughs) Telling a woman postpartum that she has a wide body, like, that woman just gave birth. Like, she just pushed a human child through her entire body. Ten centimeters. Yeah. And for her to say that, I like there's truly just a special place in hell for that girl and if she gets dog walked by somebody else like Giselle said you had to come in I know I mean honestly and also not always the biggest Giselle fan but I Absolutely. appreciated her like standing up for what was actually right and wrong like and trying to tell Candace about herself but it's disgusting to me that like they're friends with her. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get why. They're posting about her fucking album and propping her up and hanging out with her. It's, it's really, I don't like it. I could not be friends with someone who is that evil. Also, like her album, I'm sure is horrible. I'm not willing to give it one listen. I'm not even willing to hate listen to it so she doesn't get an extra fucking Also, I love that they gave... Say, or they told her, or Andy mentioned something about, like, Anita Baker, like, giving her album, like, praise mm-hmm. or a shout-out or something on Twitter. But, like, the tweet was just women supporting women. <laughs> that was the tweet. <laughs> You're right. Like, that's that all she said. To do with the album. <laughs> it's like, women supporting women. It's like when you don't know what to say when a baby's not that cute. And you're like... <laughs> They look so sweet. <laughs> that was Anita Baker's version of like, <laughs> it's so sweet. Yes. Haven't listened to a note. Yes, we have. Other than the bits I've Drama. done the show. Drama. Yeah. Okay, first of all, I will dance to Coffee and Love at my wedding before I play Drive Back. Like if somebody was like, okay, you can listen to any song you want at your wedding, but you have to dance to Coffee and Love as your first dance. <laughs> or the other option is to listen to Drive Back on repeat for the entire wedding. I'd pick Coffee and Love as my first dance. Yeah, I would too. Coffee and Love is a bop. It's a, it's a bop. <laughs> I guess. I mean, Richmond Pride loved it. They did. That is true. That is true. Very discerning bunch there at Richmond Pride. I bet you it's lit. Especially now that Glenn Youngkin is going to be the governor. (laughs) I think it's too soon for Virginia jokes. 
Sorry, R.I.P. Virginia. R.I.P. We believed in you. And that was my political punditness. <laughs> Let's talk about Wendy Osefo. <laughs> that was a really strong transition. You're welcome. Well done. Fuck Zen Wen, I'll say it. Fuck Zen Wen. I I have so many feelings about Wendy. I whew, here's the thing, okay? I think that this role she's playing so unnatural on her. Like she's like overly sassy, overly sex. She's like a like a caricature a little bit of herself. And I think she needs to tone it down. She just has to say something on everything. She's like got her talking points. She's like punditing housewives. Like, cause she's like, I got my six talking points. Like she's like a politico on the housewives. Yes. And it's so annoying. Yes. And I just, I, I want to root for her actually, because fundamentally she's not wrong, but she's just so fucking annoying that I can't root for her. And that hurts my feelings. So thank you. I turned on Zen when the moment she told Giselle that she wanted to fuck Eddie because Eddie looked like Idris Elba. I said, ma'am, excuse me. No shade to Eddie Osefo because Eddie Osefo is a good looking man. Yes. Handsome, wealthy, like Eddie Osefo has got it going on. Lives God only knows, but that's fine. Idris Elba is the most beautiful man on the planet. Yeah, it's like, I'm a decent singer, you know? Like, people probably wouldn't throw tomatoes at me, but I'm not Adele. Like, that would be weird. Yeah, it would be like people saying to me, like, oh, you're Beyonce. We're both light-skinned. <laughs> Blasphemy, I know. Blasphemy. Nobody come after me. I did not mean that. Fuck Zen Wen. Yeah. I just, I, I don't even like happy and Ness. Her boobs? Like, yeah. why would you name them happy and Ness? Like, shouldn't one be happiness and the other one be joy, maybe? Maybe. <laughs> joy and cheer like you're just like happy one boob is happy one boob is ness i don't like that and see even that is like her trying to prove this point right that yes. like she's happy like the thing is about this whole fight is like neither party is wrong like it is a weird way to act like it's it is weird to find your life's greatest happiness through your tits Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a weird thing to imply. Mm-hmm. And it feels a little like she's reaching. Because she wants so badly to be the best housewife that ever housewived. I think I'm just, like, confused about, like, what her endgame is. Like, candles? I think it's just to be, like, a great housewife like I think she just wants to do the show I think she loves it's like a fun life so I think she wants to do the show and she wants to start some housewife like businesses and I don't know she wants to get out of Finksburg yeah maybe now she'll actually move to Potomac yeah I, I bet those candles are gonna get her there she already sold out on ye yeah but I feel like this version of Wendy makes sense in terms of like her relationship with Eddie's family. Cause like, you know how like Eddie's family like doesn't associate mm -hmm. with them at all because they don't like Wendy. Right. Like if that's how she's presenting herself, that's very off-putting. Like right. I would never want anyone I'm associated with to be with someone like that. Yeah. So there's two sides to every story. Yeah. But could be a theory. Could be a theory. I don't, the Van Jones comment was wild. It, 
it was why it was just actually such an odd thing to say and i feel like the way she's attacking giselle is so strange it is so much about her not having a man yes and it is it's such a bad thing to attack someone on but they all do that to giselle they all do even our queen they all i know but they all do and it does suck it's like really annoying i would be really fucking annoyed yeah same but giselle can fake it till she makes it yeah that woman knows how to seem so unbothered mm-hmm. when she is so bothered. It's an amazing. It is real talent. I mean, you have to give it to her. Put her up there for an Emmy. Best actress. I mean, she, her crisis management must be excellent. Like, she's just so even. And like, she can just take it and take it and take it because like i mean okay yes we're all gonna come for her clothes forever because she pays somebody (laughs) to make her look like that she does also the wig why is she in a wig i don't know she had beautiful hair i'm not beautiful but like she had her hair the first few seasons and now all of a sudden we've transitioned to this busted ass wig yeah it's i wonder if she just is so beautiful naturally that she's trying to just bring herself down a little bit out of like a kindness wow what a saint (laughs) fucking mother Teresa over here let me make know. myself an uggo so I can be on the same path as you, mere Not mortals. on the same path, but just like, it's like polite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, they're in an ensemble. She's playing the role. I don't know. Her fashion is, it's undescribable, really, why Truly. it's so bad. But she's so beautiful. Yeah. And I guess that's why she's so confident and even killed because like she knows she is just stunning. Yeah. And like nobody can take that away from her. Yeah. It's a like bad bitchery to walk the world, you know, just like knowing you're fly and you no one can tell you shit. You can tell me you don't like my clothes, you know, I don't got a man, but like at the end of the day, I know I'm still fly. I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful yeah. which is all that matters. Yeah. But that's like cold sort of fake it till you make it demeanor runs in her family because remember last season when like Mm -hmm. her dad was just sitting there chilling at jamal's like restaurant opening Mm -hmm. and then goes to leave has a hot mic moment talking about jamal's 5011 kids right yeah so she got it from her daddy Wow, that's a whole other kind of podcast. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, I will say one thing. I hate the way Andy Cohen says Jamal. I have not noticed this. Please explain. Jamal. Jamal. <laughs> now did it's you... all I'm going to hear. I cannot wait to rewatch. So did you talk to Jamal? It's like he says the double A. <laughs> Like, I don't know if that's a long A or a short A. I'm too, Uh I don't know. I'm too far gone from that part of my life. (laughs) But like, he just enunciates and like says it wrong every single time. So yeah, when you're watching, go, you'll- I'm gonna get back. Now I, it's gonna be that like spring moment. It's all I'm gonna hear. Yeah. I can't wait. Which is all I ever hear when I hear it because I clocked it immediately and I'm like why can't that man say Jamal it's just Jamal it is just Jamal yeah it's not a complicated name Jamal (laughs) Christ um I want to get a job at the men's club yeah let's get into Mia A stripper in a ball gown with a heart of gold. I I would die for Mia. I 
you that I love her. She came in as a freshman and Candace is vicious to her, like horrible. And all of them are sitting and they're going in about the strip club and what she did. And she's to defend every fucking action that she's ever taken in her life. And like, it's all of this. And she's just sitting there taking it like a fucking pro which is like very clearly a trauma response that she should not have to experience at work because these women are fucking horrible and fundamentally believe that there is something wrong with sex work, that it does not work, that it should be demonized, all of this fucking shit. They should be ashamed of themselves. It wasn't all of them. I felt like, I did feel like Karen and Giselle were like trying to de-escalate it, but it was. I mean, to have your vagina talked about, to, like, I'm, I'm just team Mia for fucking ever. She can do no wrong in my mind. I will fight for her. <laughs> Tag Mia. <laughs> Tell her. I don't even know how to follow up. <laughs> I told you I had strong feelings. Wow, wow, wow. Didn't know that we like rode so hard. Mia, I have qualms with Mia. I've got no beef with Mia. Mia seems chill. I don't think that Mia is a liar. Like they tried to paint her out to be. I think her brain just is a bunch of marbles rolling around. So she's got different <laughs> memories at different times that just sometimes don't connect. And she's precious. I will give her that. Um but like, I want to get a job at the men's club if I'm getting paid $10,000 just to talk to some old geezer. With no shoes on. With no shoes on. I mean. Okay. Also, I did Google the men's club. The pictures on the website look nothing like what Mia described. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> there were not women in ball gowns. There were more of the Russian soprano variety stripper so like rock hard fake tits mm -hmm. all the way up to their chin probably swaying well maybe it's changed it's been some <laughs> it's been some time since she's been there yeah maybe they've updated the website from america online 1996. yeah i found one but the website wasn't like compatible with my phone and I was trying to gather information about all of the activities they seem to have at that strip club. Mm -hmm. like you could get a shoe shine, a dental appointment, a, I don't know. A pap smear. <laughs> it seems. Anything that you need, you can get at the men's club. It seems like an Ikea or something. Absolutely. Oh my God, they're a Swedish meatball bitch. <laughs> I'm sure the food is excellent. There's multiple locations too. Yeah. I, so I was looking at the one in Raleigh. Oh, I was looking at the one in Charlotte. Okay. Well, we don't know. We don't know where she is. She was at the one in Charlotte. Oh, okay. That's we're just in Charlotte. But I did look at the application. The application is like basically just put in your most private information, like your social security number. Do you have to put your social security number on job applications? Yes, you do. Even like just a paper one? Yes, you do. <laughs> they have to report your income. Oh, so it was just a regular job application, guys. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't go on the website. Don't Google it. It's just a regular normal job application with regular normal information. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I think it's just, I think to your credit, I think it is that you haven't had to fill out a job application in a long time. Like usually you just send, now you like send your resume and cover letter and then you, at some point when you get the job, then they have you fill out the stuff. But when mm -hmm. you're like applying for a job, yeah, you think you write it down, I think. It's okay. Maybe I'm wrong. No, no, no. I think you're right. You're definitely right. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's fine. Um, Karen looked amazing. Amazing. Karen is just perfect. Mm -hmm. Karen, we met you. You told us to slide into your DMs. We love you. 
we stand, we have no choice but to stand. Yeah. The only one who actually lives in Potomac. Yeah, the grand dame. Oh my gosh, Karen's perfect. She's incredible. What did she say? She said, she said cutting and editing is amazing. <laughs> yes. And they're like, no, you said that. And she's like, I'll own it. I'll own it. I said it. I said it. I'm like, yes, you did, Karen. And I'm like, good on you. I love it. I, I also felt like she came into the reunion, like, kind of, like, ready to just be chill. Like, and I, I like her energy. I think she's, like, having a good vibe with Giselle. I feel like they're both kind of like, we're grownups. We're going to fight on the side of justice together, even if we, like, Loki hate each other. Mm-hmm. And I like it. I oh like to God. have some grownups in the room sometimes. At a, a true reunion. superhero collaboration. Yeah. Fuck Marvel. <laughs> Fuck Marvel. Like, this is it. This is it. This is it. You're right. Imagine that movie. I'm going to write a children's book about this. I love that. Yeah. I just had this idea. Oh, my God. Perfect. Oh, my God. Cute. Um, Ascala. Just as, like, a wrap of the season, how do we feel about Ascala? She's a beauty. Her style is fabulous. I mean, I like what she brings, I guess. I think she's trying. I think she's trying a little too hard to be a Marlowe. And like, oh, I just, I'm not that invested in her. Okay. I feel like I'm only invested in her as a, as a poker, a stir, but mm-hmm. like, I'm not really invested in her character, but it could be because we're not getting that beautiful baby on screen. And if she, if I got scenes with that little girl, I would, be much more into her, I think. Ascala, if you hear this, we're obsessed with your child. Like, in a cool, normal way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in just, like, a regular way, but she's the cutest chonk I've ever seen. Just delicious. Like, what a delicious thighs, little human. Thighs that you just sort of, like, squeeze. Yeah. Um, I like Ascala. I, I think that once she gets settled hopefully next year she'll hold a cherry blossom or a branch i don't know whatever they hold yeah um i think she has earned it because she thought for herself she didn't just like immediately go with like giselle and robin when she came to the show with robin right that's true um I also think that, like, her husband has the potential to be a delight because he just had no idea what was going on at any point in time. And, like, I love that for him. So I'll be interested to see if she comes back. Yeah, I think she'll be back. I think they liked her. Main cast? I don't know. Hopefully main cast, because that would mean they're getting rid of some people, which we desperately need to do because I don't know how much more I can support Candace. First of all, Andy's saying, why are people, why do I wake up every morning to tweet <laughs> saying that I should fire you? Listen, y'all, <laughs> I have never issued a tweet in my entire life. And the, <laughs> when I tell you how many times I think about tweeting Andy Cohen to fire Candace, I, I like can't explain it. I've never done it because I've never issued a tweet, but I would. Also, like, the fact that she, like, comes for people's looks is so gross to me. Because, like, that bitch looks like Cindy Lou Who. Okay? <laughs> like, she is the fucking black Cindy Lou Who and, like, can calm down. Because she's not cute. Like, right. Ashley's cute. Ashley got a big forehead, but Candace so does, does Candace. also have a big forehead. And I loved that Ashley was like, yes, my forehead is large and so is yours, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ashley. I feel like she, I don't love Ashley, but like, I love that she's there to just sort of like Mm -hmm. stir the pot, drop a bomb. Yeah. Take her milk and leave. Like, here's my thing about Ashley. I feel like I've liked her less and I, this season I very much enjoyed her. Mm -hmm. And I do think that it's because she's like, I'm a mother of two kids and I'm, fucking exhausted and I'm going to show you that I still understand the goddamn assignment. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to film much, but I'm going to give you drama. I'm going to stir the pot. I'm going to make sure stuff has happened. I'm going to just, and I'm going to walk out and then I'm going to give him something to talk about. It is so 
beautifully well done. Whereas I think that with Wendy, she's trying so hard to play this perfect housewife. And Ashley just knows what to do. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's campy, it's silly. It's like these terrible scenes of her straddling her husband, it, like that make you gag. It's all of the things. She just knows what she's doing. She's a professional. I mean, honestly, put her on All Stars. She's going to bring her kids. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> all right. We're moving on. Whew. Oh, this has been episode one. Could be episode last. No. Okay. Episode okay, last. okay, okay. Maybe I hope you guys liked it. Like, we had fun making it because it was just fun. I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe you won't listen to it again, and that's fine too. Or maybe you'll listen to it 27 times and yeah. um, you'll like it or heart it, or I don't know what you're supposed to do to it, but you know, thumbs up it. You know, tell other people to watch it and listen. listen. <laughs> you you'll tell other people to listen. Yes. Um, yes, please share with all of your friends. Um, because if we get 50 listeners, then they'll start paying us. So like we try to get paid. And like y'all believe black lives matter. So like <laughs> reparations. Just keep saying more things. Yeah, this you is know, good. <laughs> we're two black women just trying to get our hustle on in these hard times. And you support us, women supporting women. Shout out to Anita Baker. Shout out. Okay, we're going to go because this is just getting long and ridiculous. We love you. Thank you we to our you. three friends who are listening yes. to this. <laughs> Thank you to Emily and Joey and Annie. And Lila. Lila will definitely Lila listen will definitely to this. Listen. <laughs> shout out to Lila. Shout out to Lila. Um, also, shout out to Mary Wood for doing our cover art. Yes. She's a goddess and a queen. If you need her, whatever, she's there. And it's yeah. great. And shout out to all of you. Whoever thought we would be doing shout outs. I don't know. I love this. Send us the shout outs we should do next week. Yeah. Send us a shout out. Just DM me. I mean, I think if you're listening to this, you probably you have our cell phone reach, number. Yeah, you know how to reach us. So, like, DM us. We'll give you a shout out. All right. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.